Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of FERT. I'll be joined by Cal Roy today, where we'll be discussing posts that we've made on Instagram this past week on the Lil Fertilizer Instagram account. If you aren't already, be sure to check the account out, give us a follow, leave some comments on posts that reach out to you and speak to you and compel you, because that's what we're trying to do with these ideas and the spreading of these ideas. You know, we're trying to reach you all, trying to spark your mind. Like, it's been a journey for us, the creators, in sparking our own minds, in seeking these topics out, in making posts about them. And the process just continues with you, the audience, as you find the posts, you know, and are intrigued by the posts, sparked by the posts. So in this episode, we talk about philosophy, we talk about McDonald's, we talk about police and the police force in the United States, and a couple other topics that you'll have to tune in to find out. So I hope you enjoy this episode. You can also check us out on YouTube, where we upload the video versions of this podcast. I hope you're sparked by our conversation. I hope you're as sparked by our conversation as we were by it. Thank you again for tuning in. Enjoy. So, for the broadcast of the week, we've got eight different posts from the Instagram to go through as we see fit. Once again, this is the Lil Fertilizer Instagram. Let's start with the post that reads, true statements for aligned pure people. And I'll read, I'll read through the statements just, and, um, just to give that context as they appear on the screen as well. Dope. <laughs> so it is a true statement for an aligned pure person to say, I know myself, I trust myself, I have set the terms of my life, I live with faith and without fear. I know what matters to be. I know it matters to me, and I cannot be talked out of living this truth. I am not threatened by other self-assured, abundant people. I celebrate their alignment as my own. I am not threatened by hostility or confrontation from misaligned or impure people. I am not disrupted by alarming, unjust current events. In fact, they show me the pressing need to settle deeper into my truth. And then a photo by Alex Gray, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, of an aligned pure being in all of their alignment and purity. So this post was actually inspired by your Instagram Live on your Kid Energy Instagram Mm -hmm. account, where you emphasize self exactly and self-analysis in particular Mm -hmm. and i thought i essentially entered into this meditative reflective state and i said what have i learned so far 
on my own journey of self-analysis and alignment and purity and living these things. Right. And this is more or less what I came up with um, as a way of uh, potentially catalyzing people who haven't yet started this journey or who aren't necessarily super far along the journey of, of alignment and purity. Like what, what, what does it boil down to basically? What is the foundation of leading that life? I think, well, to begin, I think a lot of people aren't concerned with themselves. Like they're completely looking outward for, for just anything. Like their, their life revolves around outwardness. Like, whether it's talking about people, talking about famous people, talking about current events, talking about all, like the emphasis on going within is, is, is kind of been diminished, especially in like this fast paced society with Instagram posts sent to you in, in 10 seconds or one second instantly. You can instantly find information, outward information without necessarily having to look inside and I think that like, that's the first step. If people really want to get to a state that you're talking about, the first thing would be look within and not try to look without, not, not don't um, be so concerned with what's outside of you because you're always here. And it, it, that reminds me of this. There's a Netflix documentary on Ram Dass, the uh, yogi philosopher whatever you want to call him. Guru. Yeah, guru. <clears throat> but he was basically saying, like, I, I'm in here. Like, I, I, I'll know myself forever. I'm with me forever, regardless of anything outside. And it was, it was about him being, um, he was, like, paralyzed or something. Like, he had a stroke or something. But basically, he was trying to say that it took him even further within. Like, he, he had already, like, de like um, dove inside of himself and, and, and figured himself out. But him having a stroke, he could do less with his, with his external body. And, and, and it forced him more inside of himself, basically. Like that's what he was trying to say. Like, and I think that's relevant just because... He's literally, some people are literally stuck within, inside of themselves. Like, we think that physical, anything physical is even as prominent as self. Because self is within and self, self is forever. As long as you exist, self, it, it, your, your inside exists, no matter what's outside. You're always here. You're always within yourself. And I think that's alignment in a lot of ways. I didn't realize that Ram Dass um, suffered a stroke or something that like physically debilitated him in a way that forced him to go inside and turn yeah. inward. Like it just goes to show that even Ram Dass like needed that almost brute force, yeah. you know? And I think it's, Another um, piece of this puzzle is that we're living in a world that's not 
designed like that's not out here teaching what we're trying to teach right now like exactly. the world is structured in the absolute opposite way and it's like everywhere you turn you're being told the opposite like keep going outward keep going outward keep going outward and so it's like it's so understandable and even forgivable that the majority of people right. don't you know i think that's key too like we can't we're not i'm not trying to demonize people i think it is an injustice in our in our system we can't we can't blame everyone like we can't blame the individual we have to we have to look at what even who are famous people who who are the most influential people in the world right now and with no disrespect like elon musk like imagine if elon musk was a philosopher and he was talking because philosophy is about self always it's how i can i better and better how can i improve myself so that i can do something even more positive and, and spread that you know that's a really useful insight about philosophy um because something i've that it's that it's um essentially self fixation without being self-absorption you know or even selfishness like something i've noticed about myself a lot is that i'm right. constantly returning to myself like i'm you know i'm just in this constant re-evaluation observation of self and it's like if i i think if i think about it too long i'm like dang am i am i being like selfish here by spending so much time thinking about me but it's like i don't i don't think i am actually because it's for as you said the end the philosophical end of like empowering myself to the best of my ability right. to empower others and it's in the at the end of the day it's not like you're trying to be it's it's not like you're trying to get the edge on other people by being by empowering yourself you're 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 doing it to to especially if your intentions are aligned with with goodness it it actually like how how could it be selfish for me to work on myself and 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 improve myself and want to be famous or want to be prominent in society because it's needed in society it's not as selfish as it seems because if you could be that person then by all means the world needs it it's not it's not about like selfishness it's because because the the mission and the energy that's that's being put out is even it goes beyond selfishness if we were doing this to be like you know if philosophy was used to be a, a to become prominent in society, I don't think that would be a bad thing. Because at the end of the day, the message is pure. Exactly. A quote came to mind, which I saw the other day on Instagram, on the page underscore underscore niche, which is a very interesting page. It posts photos of prominent people and um, shares quotes by them. And the one that I'm referencing is Muhammad Ali. And the quote reads, truly great people in history never wanted to be great for themselves, 
All they wanted was the chance to do good for others and be close to God. And I feel like that's, that is exactly it. The chance to do good for others and be close to God. Like in, in some form or another, the, I've, that really does seem to be the summary of greatness and mm -hmm. individual ambition. Even, even if you would change the word God to good. Exactly. To be closer to good. Isn't that, wouldn't that be the best thing? Wouldn't that be, if God, if God is good to you, then being close to God is, is probably one of the most important things to be, to do in, in the world. Like, and, and it's sad that religion stigmatized because essentially what, what God is in religion is good. The highest form of good that, that we can possibly get close to. So of course, getting closer to good was a good thing. Of course, of course, getting closer to God and helping others with that, with that insight and being close, being close to goodness and, and grabbing it and even peeking into it with, with your, with your feet still on the ground, you're being, you're being like a ladder to people. You're, you're helping people up to, to, to get to your level. It's not, we need, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's both medic, both physical and metaphysical. Like, right. It really is a balance. That's us, though. We're physical and metaphysical. Humanity is an animal, but we're also heavenly. We can understand symphony. We can understand harmony. We can understand ideals. We can reason. We belong to heaven and the earth. Right. Yeah, what a, what a, yeah. Yeah. That's Plato stuff right there. And actually, speaking of Plato, um, another post from the week is about how um, we can philosophically understand reality. Right. Speaking of the realm of the mind, right? And the, uh, the remaining slides of the post distinguishes between science. Science is not the only way of understanding reality. And then yep. it affirms we will philosophically understand reality. And those affirmations are so important. Yep. You know, stating, yes, this can be. Yep. More energy needs to be put in that area because we, we, we're so materialist. In society goes as deep like what we what the truth is to us has to have some material base it has to be testable it has to be um proof it has to be material proof to us when reasoning using reasoning we can get to the highest truth of reality without technology and without these minute little scientific tools that we use and i think the the uh the last slide was the picture of um like the the idea of forms basically did you want to um briefly explain what that is the idea yeah. of forms so basically 
for that po- for that post what I, what I was trying to say was like sure we can we can dissect each of like okay it's a, so it starts off with imitations of beautiful entities being paintings photos reflections or shadows so like someone sees something beautiful and draws that it's a less version of that beautiful thing because the initial sight of that beautiful thing was beautiful. That person, that person experienced beauty. So they tried to, let me write this down. Let me draw this pit. Let me draw, let me try to capture that. Even a photo, it'll never be the the original experience. So that, that being said, it's a lesser version of beautiful entities because it's a depiction of it and not literal experience. And even higher than that is the concept of beauty itself. How, what is beauty? How, how can we even, how can we experience beautiful things? How can we, how can we look at something or even hear something? Let's, let's, how can we determine harmony? That must, that must, that must mean that there's a, that there is an ideal of harmony that we understand in like naturally we can naturally understand that it is something that is gifted to humanity we can understand harmony just by hearing it we, even if we don't know what it was we it exists the idea of beauty the form of beauty in this post exists outside of reality because because us even being able to distinguish we're, we're, we're using, we're in, we're making an analogy to something that we know inherently within ourselves. So I hear harmony, but for some reason, my soul knows that that's good. That's beautiful. Oh, that was a beautiful sound. Whereas any other animal on, on the planet won't do that. They can't do that. They can't understand harmony. They can't understand, they can't grasp the form of beauty itself. And, and the form of beauty isn't like the picture, the pic, the picture says that the form of beauty exists outside of the concept of beauty. I think the separation of them kind of throws it off a little bit, but. Of the form and the concept. Mm-hmm. But the experience, what, from my understanding of, of the forms, the experience itself is the form of beauty. Because, because we know it deep down inside of us, it's an experience. It's beautiful. It's good. We, 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 it's basically saying that the universe is good, that the universe is beautiful. We know it. We, our soul is immortal. So it knows it, it, it's, it's, it's seen beauty before it's, it's, it knows what beauty is. It's, you can't teach beauty. Because a beautiful experience is subjective, but that experience is drawing from the form. Whoever you are, whatever, whatever country you're from, whatever anything, whatever background you have, you see, you see beauty, it's drawn from somewhere else. The fact that you can experience it must mean that you know what beauty is, if that makes sense. I, it makes total sense to me. I've been thinking about how to relate this to back to the idea of an individual experience of alignment and purity, like somebody, an individual person who's living in alignment and purity. 
And it's like, what you were saying about how we just know when something's beautiful, we just know when something is, is connected to or coming from that, that, that form, that place of forms. Right. It's like you just know when you're in alignment, you just yep. know when you're living your full life. Like, and I think it's so, it, it like, it's so universal. Um, it literally, like, it's incredible how it applies to everyone. Like, right. And, and it's, such it's a natural. Shame. Totally natural. Like it, it's as natural as being exactly. Yeah. Well, I think a practical way to uh, understand what I'm saying is kind of looking at it like a ruler or like, um, not a ruler, but like, especially within, within yourself, like how you're saying alignment, you kind of know when you're in alignment, you kind of know what's beautiful, you know, what's good. You could, you could look at life or any experience as, as like a, a, a hierarchical thing. So, you know, okay. You know what beauty is. So that means you have an understanding of goodness, some type of understanding of goodness by the experience of beauty. Everyone on the planet has that. Every human has that. So we inherently know what's good. We can, of course, we can reason to what is the best good, like, especially in situations like what would be good? What's good? What's, what's right? What's justice? What's okay. Once you, okay. Once you, once we've determined what's good, you can, you'll notice yourself going down the ladder if you are, oh, this is bad. This is not good. This is less than good. I deserve more than less than good. I deserve good. And I think getting to goodness or as close, just like how you were saying, close to God, close to good is alignment in my, in my eyes. If you're close to good, then that's alignment. And that's a, and that's a practical way of looking at it. Like we know what's good. We deep down inside of all of us, we know what's good. We know what's beautiful. I like that. I like that. Um, climbing up the ladder of like less than good. I deserve less than good. Gradually making your way to good because I think it is very much a process, you know, like this, this is not the kind of thing that, um, you, you just snap your fingers and it happens, you know, like it takes time and training. It takes analysis as well. Like it does. It takes okay, especially Plato. This is a way of understanding Plato. Being <laughs> this is this is this is a precursor to what I'm about to say. Plato goes over the basics of life, literally the basics, but he redefines it. He's like, Oh, do you really understand the basics? Like he points out the fact that that people think they already understand the basics and he goes back and he says, no, this is what the basics, like, like let's reason to what the basics is instead of just glossing it over. There's being, there's difference. Oh no, no, okay. There's being, then there's reflection or there's a, it's a Greek word called usia. Basically looking at itself. It basically means looking at itself. You could say the osia. So it's a noun and a verb at the same time. Being, 
self-observation or self-analysis and difference. He says, if you understand those three, those three things and you'll understand philosophy, you understand the good. Being is being. Self-analysis is looking at that being and, and, and not judging it, but reasoning with it, looking at it, analyzing it. And difference is, is relating it to different things. Like you can relate it to the good. You can relate basic, basic things like being, looking at the being and difference and determining what is different from that being. So essentially like I am, I can see that I am, I can compare, <laughs> like, right. like I can, I can compare my amnes to other amnes of people and, or and, things. And that, and that makes it easier to understand, am I good? Am I doing good? Am I being bad? Am I less than good? Cause now, cause now you know you're being, cause you could be and be mindless and not observe yourself and be a wreck to everyone you can be and observe and determine the differences between you and other things even as simple as a mountain a mountain when I, it, of course it's subjective but to me i see a mountain is beautiful and i'm being i can look at myself and 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 that conception of beauty that i seen from the mountain i can compare that to myself and 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 inherently without any words or anything i can know what good is i can know how i'm being good I can know if I'm being good, if life is being good, if things are good. It's real basic stuff. And, and I think that, that phrase glossed over, like we gloss over this, like society yeah. glosses over this. Like you, when you walk outside, there's no, there's no like, oh my goodness. Yeah, we- We've lost philosophy, we've lost spirituality along the line in, in European culture especially which is basically our culture of European culture yeah like western Eurocentric. western culture yeah Gre yep. Greeks were spiritual Greeks had mysticism Plato was a, a pure mystic he, he's he's in, he's he's concerned with understanding pure being pure beingness and, and for some reason along the line, Western philosophy just became like abstracted from that. And it's, Plato is the basics and, and, and Greek, Greek, Greek culture and Greek thought is the origin of Western culture. And it's kind of, it's kind of not looked at like that. It's, and, it's, and it's misinterpreted a lot of ways. We need to, this is why I'm taking it into my hands to understand it and try to bring it to the world because I really think that this is some this is value that we're just tossing to the side as some random philosophy but it's really like the basics of life I feel like yeah in the 21st century this is such a this is such a pivotal and also unique historical moment and it's right. like we really I think if we if we really return to the basics of this time, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we we have not 
the core is rotten. Yeah, the core is rotten, you know? And I think that's the we, best way to describe it. And yet we keep eating from the apple. Like, yep. Because, the, because, like, that's just what you do. Yeah. I think this is, this, us even having this conversation is a, is a, is a good sign. It's a, it's a great sign that two random people, two kids can, can talk about something like this. And, and we're pretty much, we're sharing it with the world. No matter how many people are going to watch this, it's out there in the universe. That's a sign that there's a seed of good in reality left. Exactly. This is fertilizer for something. So I think a good segue would be to let's move to the red post, the red post of the week. Right. Because the Instagram page is color coordinated with green posts and red posts. The green like, posts basically being positive propaganda. And the posts being um, not negative propaganda, it's more um, insight or a look into reality. Right. Than the negative reality. Exactly. So the look into the negative reality for this week is um, how we're not thinking freely. Right. And... Part of the reason why that is, is because the media, as we know it, in the 21st century world, is owned, 90% of it is owned by six corporations and 15 billionaires. Six corporations, like, I, that's, that's quantifiable on my two hands. Six, you know, and 15 billionaires, and 90% of it. Disney owns a couple too, it, and it's not just like an like Disney owns a media company. I think they own ABC. Oh, they they only own one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a flowchart. It would be useful to reference it um, of what the company, what those corporations were, and which news outlets they owned. Um, and and to, to make it even, to make things even more of a eyebrow raiser, it's not just news we're talking about. This is media. This is children's cartoons. This is children's networks. This is programming at its core. Six people own programming. Six people are programming the entire planet from youth to adult. They have, oh, Disney has you. You love Disney, you watch Disney Channel all up until you're an adult, and then you watch ABC, both owned by Disney. They're programmed, and they can tell you whatever they want to tell you, whatever agent. This is why Little Fertilizer is literally, whether it's Little Fertilizer or us putting the energy out there that this needs to be changed, this needs to be, in an ideal world, it would be Little Fertilizer, other companies. It would be more, it would be people similar to us competing. And it's not just 
it's, I would say get rid of the old. It's, it's time the old gets refurbished. But we need it, like media. Media, me, media is what is programming people. People look at their phone all day. People look at, people watch Netflix. We need to, we need to be a part of that. We need to, if we know what's good and we know that no one else is doing it, then we have to put intentions to do something about that. We have to be like, we have to, we have to make kids shows. We have to make, you know what I mean? Like it, it can't stop at a mediocre level. It has to go hard. Kid shows and also adult shows, so to speak. Cause like you said, it, the currently as, as these media, as this media programming exists, it is a funnel. It is a funnel. And it's like what, what the kids are um, like fed, they, they need, they need. And it's right. like, well, the, the funnel as it is, as it's currently been shaped, just puts them right through it. You know, you keep, you're, you're continuing to consume the same shit, basically. And, it, and it's limiting stuff. It's not like a, it's not like, philo it's not, it has no philosophical basis. It's just, the, at most, I'll give, the, I'll give people that create media today this. They, they can up, okay, media has the, the ability and the power to shape kids' taste level in life. Like, The only thing that 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 um, cartoons and and kids programs have done in these past like twenty years, they've upped the comedic level of of people because of like cartoons and and certain shows have. There's a comedic quality that's actually like high level, like even Adventure Time, even like. Uh, all the show, all these kids shows, a lot of them are, are made by normal people, like cool people that are actually just funny and have like an interesting perspective. But I, I think it shouldn't stop at comedy. If you're, if kids are going to be consumed with your, with your shows, then you can't just, you know, like, okay, a perfect example of this would be Avatar The Last Airbender. Not only is it funny, not only is it good, not only is it an amazing story, it has wisdom like sprinkled all on top of that. There, there's Asian wisdom. There's, there's, there's Indian wisdom. There's, there's things that kids probably wouldn't know about from school being sprinkled on top of their, on, on top of their cartoons. And that is literally the catalyst of what could be. That show is like the ideal that, that everyone needs to try to get to that level because they're, they're philosophically backing their show. The whole show is the premise of the show has this philosophical base and everything else is on top of it. And I think that is so key. We can't just have silly shows. It can't, it can't just be silliness because, because then everyone starts thinking, Oh, life is silly. Life is silly. Life is silly. Life is silly. We have to, we have to show them realities. We have to show them goodness. We have to show them philosophy. The world needs philosophy more than anything. There's way too much entertainment for entertainment's sake like right. if we were i mean i don't even know who owns a tv anymore honestly <laughs> and you know like i literally 
and who actually has channels like mm-hmm. which is a testament to how the world is changing it's it's and, it's honestly a beautiful thing because it, it gives us it gives us the opportunity to be part of that we can we can we can be part of the programming of kids we don't have to go to the and we don't have to go to abc we don't have to go to disney we can do it ourselves we can build something ourselves and that's what's the most important thing about this time totally kind of like handing it to us on a silver platter exactly <laughs> like you can do this too it's not as abstracted as before it's there the democratization of information through the internet is like the most amazing thing like mm-hmm. historically like like we're we actually are so fortunate to be alive right we have now choice yeah we have choice We've been given the opportunity of choice. Exactly. It was, it was harder before because it was like six channels. You're on the TV and there's like, like six different channels to change to that, that you like. And they all have the same type of content. I was going to say, they're like recycled versions of one another. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, too, it's been too easy for media companies uh, to... To not even try, you know, to not even aspire to what media can be. Like, it, it, it's, it's... It's education. It is. It's programming and it's education. It's literally called a program. <laughs> They're called programs. They're called programs. Exactly. And we're not treating it like education. And I think that's dangerous and it's been dangerous. And now's the time to change because now we have opportunities. Now there's new opportunities to build our own. We can, we can post things onto Spotify. Exactly. You know, the creators of, um, well, like, yeah. And also social media apps are platforms, right? Like we're on a yeah. platform right now. We're standing on a platform mm-hmm. right now, you know, like yep. we have the mic. Yep. It's amazing. It's, it is it's, amazing. It's never been, and it, it goes to your other, the other post on Little Fertilizer. About envisioning the future of yeah. media? I was yep. actually about to pull that up. Right, so another segue to another post, envisioning the future of media. I'll read through it again, just to um, give the context, but it, it relates, it's, it encapsulates what we're saying. Number one, it will not push a biased agenda. It will inform and encourage curiosity and celebrate diversity. Number two, it will not be owned and controlled by a few. It will be shaped and actively contributed to by the majority. And three, it will treat information as the precious resource that it is and not distort it or sensationalize it. Factual and useful information will be presented in useful ways. Yep. And, and honestly, yeah, Avatar is a great example to give there. Like, it wisdom. Is that whole post. Exactly. This whole post is Avatar. The only thing that it's not is it is controlled by. At the end of the day, Nickelodeon has a say so on what went on the show to a degree. Like, it, Which was, it was Nickelodeon. Sure. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like the idea of, um, like th- that point there that it, um, the, f- the future of media will be shaped and contributed to by the many. 
Like mm -hmm. that's that's essentially democracy, right? Like it's the internet. As yeah, well. for sure. You know, even though well, but the internet was created by a few. Right. But, but yeah, it's, as far as it's like controlled by the many for the most part. Right. Social media. Even to a degree, because to a degree. Well, this is the thing. It, it's made up by the people. So pretty much it is controlled because it's not regulated by the people, but it is controlled by the people because everyone could stop producing content on the internet and then there would be no internet. There'd be nothing to watch. There'd be nothing to do on the internet. If people just stopped putting out content. That's true. Although, but there are what you might call gatekeepers. Um, right. And like, I think Instagram is a good example to give. It's relevant with all of the Black Lives Matter and racial justice posts going around. Yep. Like I've been seeing accounts who are very actively posting about it. And yeah, so they're they're basically realizing that they're being shadow banned by the algorithm yeah and it's like there's they're also um the content is being flagged as sensitive and it's yeah. just it's it's literally like information that they're presenting in the posts that's being flagged well to, to not not to get too political but sure. like um i like what i like how trump um He's changing it. He's changing the, that those rules that you're talking about. That he's actually getting the government involved in what is going to be, and if what is banned and what's not. Like he's saying, he's saying, he's saying that they're them banning things is unconstitutional. And he, he he said it's gone. He basically came to this point. It's gone too far, and 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 this is this has never been seen before. Where three companies own all of the they have all of the public in a square. Like they have, they can round up everyone and control everyone and control what they see. He said, no, that's, that's enough. We need to be able to see whatever we choose. We need to be able to take part in whatever we, so I appreciate that he did that. I appreciate that, that, that this, that good came out of this, out of um, essentially him saying something on Twitter that was controversial made him be like, okay, you know what? Twitter's banning the president, that's enough. Oh, was it like a, was, was his tweet blocked or reported as sensitive because it yeah. encouraged violence? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I but mean, I think, okay. I was up? just gonna say, I don't know if we can necessarily turn to Donald Trump as like the beacon of, and, and the leading speaker of frankly anything like yeah the, my, i think my problem with trump is that he's just so all over the place he's right. so all over the place and he's very um opportunistic in a mm -hmm. spotlight magnifying way like he he's he at, at his core he's an entertainer you know yeah. he entertains and it's like <laughs> part of me part of me think thinks that the, the reason he does that is because he actually knows that and he's not ignorant to what, what you just said he knows how to like maneuver in this world of dumbed down people and like instant gratification type things like he knows how to get like 
of course it's reckless. Like, I'm not going to fucking say that him, the way that he phrases things, whether, whether, whether they're actually pure intended or not, is just silly. Like, he knows what he's doing. I don't think he's, I don't think he's oblivious to the fact that it's controversial. I think he's like, he's pushing his message through that controversial state, those controversial statements. So he's kind of like, essentially, he's doing what every politician does. Totally. He's just good at doing it. He's like the best at doing the fucking show. He's best at creating the, the little show. So we can't, I mean, honestly, if you, I think every politician is a puppet in today's day and age. I, when I see Donald Trump, I see, I think that's just some guy acting and he has people behind him doing things. Every, all politicians, they're just showmen. That's how you get attention. Like, that's how you get, that's how you become a, a politician. Now. It's Hillary. Hillary's the, is uh, Bill Clinton's husband. Oh, and she's, oh, and uh, Bernie Sanders was, he was in the, uh, the, the uh, civil rights movement. Like, everyone has like this. Almost thing. like a it's, brand. They're not, yeah, they're not, sta- they're not normal people. Like, really truthfully they're not like these super down-to-earth people it's like these of course there's like a few like I think Andrew Yang like when I hear him talk I'm like okay this guy is like he's just a normal guy he's not he's actually he's he's what a politician should be because he's a normal person everyone else I think they're they're acting it's an act they know how to they know how to get their way by acting eventually that will that will change Especially if someone like Andrew Yang wins. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think I don't think a Yang victory is possible this election. Well, it, yeah, well I think Trump's going to win. I yeah. think Trump's going to win. He's going to win. Him against Biden, like fuck Biden. Yeah, honestly, I, I this is my thing about Trump. Like, I don't completely support. Like, I don't. I know I I don't support any politician. I think they're all fucking crazy. They're all it's a show. At the end of the day, it's a show to get things done. But I think what Trump tries to get done, I kind of I agree with that more. Like more than not like me praising, I'm not a fan of him personally. I'm a more of a fan of like it's a populist movement. It's not these like it's not lobbied. It's not these fucking, it's not like a shadow government. It's a raw American type fucking um, movement. And I hope, I hope more people become out like him. Like, it's not like this. uh, It's not abstracted. Like we know what he's doing. We, we can, we can point out all of the things that he's done and map them out. It's right in front of our faces. Whereas, like, all the other ones are, like, well, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's more of a, um, um, see, I didn't want to get too political, but <laughs> he, uh, I think he's, he has the popular vote for a reason. He's, he, he, he's doing things that the majority supports. 
And I think all, like, why would anyone have a secret agenda? That's kind of suspicious to me. Um, like when I see, when I see um, Trump, I, like him even being president, I think is like proof that someone even like Kanye could be president. Like there's no, you don't have to be like a, you don't have to be a, a politician. And I don't think anyone should, I don't think politicians should be politicians. I don't think the president should be a politician. I think they should be a person. And I hope whether Trump is that or not, I hope that his, I hope that his image create a, starts a movement like that where it's just people. It's people that, that we know are people. And it's not these guys that came out of an institution of politician. They work their way up to get to the big, to hang out with the more popular. Trump is a business guy. He, that's it. That's it. That's who he is. He's a business guy. And he has a story of being a business guy. And whatever, like, however you want to look at that, he's not like, he didn't come from like, he didn't emerge from the shadows like everyone else. We knew who he was and he, he's, he was popular. So he won the presidency. Right. And I think that's what it should be. Like, I don't trust institutions breeding politicians. That's so weird. And, and it's, it's very much glossed over as well. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like saying six, six companies own media. That's not alarming to everyone else. Like everyone's just glossing over these, these, these things. Whether Trump's, whether Trump's right about anything, I think like populism, populist movements are the best movements. Like it can't be like, I don't like, I don't like shadow. I don't like mystery. Yeah. Trump, Trump is transparent, but it's such a shame that like, the the bar is so low the bar is so low yeah. you know right so it, it's like any any step above in any way mm-hmm. like trump's transparency is like progress see this is the thing like i don't think he's good like i don't think he's like um the, like the 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 ideal president not at all but I think he's like the stepping stone to the ideal. And I think he's above the other ones before because they were all sh- like secrecy. Like this is, he's like a new step, a new step into a new direction for politics. And I, and that's why I like him. Hopefully. Well, I feel like it could, I feel like it could go forward as much as it could go back like mm-hmm. that's why i'm interested i'm interested to see another 4 years of with trump like he's already i feel like all like he hasn't done enough bad to be like there's no one better right now let's be real like who the fuck's going to win like i i, I would have rather seen bernie versus trump and then that would have been more interesting to me like okay two different ideologies but they both seem like real to a degree yeah biden is so very obviously biden's the same shit the same like the whole like secrecy thing like he's part of that whole fucking click clinton's the obamas the whole like yeah straight up 
it's, it's weird. It is weird. It is weird. There's a lot that uh, we don't know, you know? Yeah. That's why even Bernie, Bernie Sanders is another one. Like he's, he's putting up the act as well. Like I can tell, I can tell like if Andrew Yang is not putting up an act, then everyone else is because even Bernie, like he knows what to say at the right times. He knows how, like they're all like trained to a degree. But Bernie seems more like a real person than Hillary or Biden. Like he, just like what he cares about even. And, and same thing with Trump. Like I think Trump and, and, and um, Bernie are like two sides of the same coin. Like they're similar in, in a lot of ways. Like as, as different as they are, I think the people that support Trump are like, the people that support Bernie, but they're on two different sides. Like they like them for like the same reason. Like this is our real guy. This is a real dude that can represent us actually. And the people that support Trump feel like that. And the people that support Bernie feel like that. Nobody feels like that about Biden. Like who name one fucking person. That's like, but I, I Biden represents me. No, no way. He doesn't. He's some random dude. Yep. You know, it's, um, I feel like this actually, your point about how um, essentially Team Trump and Team Bernie are being supported by the same kind of fiery fans Mm -hmm. actually goes back to how um, we're not thinking freely because of this very hyper-controlled media state. Um, it's, It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculousness at its core. Like we're, we're, we're watching old things when we live in a new world. Yeah. What, what? Oh, oh, just because they're on the internet too. That why, why are we listening to the old when there's new right in front of us? When there's opportunity for new and better. I mean, really it goes back to the programming. We can't, like, yeah, seeing beyond the limits of the cage. Right. Like, how does, how does a person do that, you know? Like. They, well, it's, I feel like it starts with, like, okay. I would say step away from the wall. <laughs> if, if you're looking at the wall for truth, but you, you know it's not true, then the first step would be to turn around and find something else. But what about for the people who still don't know that it's not true? It's up to us to, to rise to prominence, to be that, to have that same like stamp that the, that the, the people that they watch has, that the things that they watch have, then there needs to be, there needs to be a new, for them to, for, to, for them to turn, because some people, let, let's be real, some people are always going to be looking at the wall, but we need to change what they're looking at. The people that are conscious of it need to turn their shoulders away and be like, okay, look at this. This is better to look at. This will help you more than that, what that's helping, than that, how that's helping you. Facts. So, and obviously I don't, I wouldn't, like how you said, like in the post, 
it's controlled by the many and not by the few. Getting people involved in what they're learning and what they're consuming is so much better than forcing it, like funneling it down their throats. Whether, because if I'm, maybe I'm not right. Maybe we're not right. Maybe we're wrong completely about everything. So again, that point still stands. The, controlled by the many and not by the few. Because I could be corrupted, you could be corrupted. Like we need to, we need to create a system so that that doesn't happen. Just like the, just like the government. There's a system of no corruption, even though it still exists. It just, it just can't, it just can't get to a point of no return. There's always that. Like the Constitution is like the basis, and everything else. People try to find loopholes in that, but it still stands. Like you can't, you can't do, you can't do certain things. Like if you arrest someone for protesting, you're you're not, you're not, you're standing on sand. There's no base to that. You can't, you can't do that. You can't lock people inside their houses forever. Like the Constitution is strong. Like you can't just rip through it. It just takes people realizing what it is. Like people don't realize what the government is. People just think that it's like this abstract thing. And I think that is another thing. Like we need to tell people real stuff. Like we need to show them what reality is. Like we can't just be like sugarcoating things. Like, and we can't, we can't teach people that we're daddy and they're the kid. And, and we can't, we can't be like here, here there, there. We'll take care of everything. We'll, we'll, we'll do this. That needs to change that we need to we need to reprogram people to be more involved with what they are with what is going on like and not just showing it to them not just projecting it and and putting our own bias on it but really letting them understand what's going on and what's going on with themselves and and i think for everything should have a philosophical backing that's how i view the world I don't like emptiness. I don't like, I don't like things that have no depth. Everything needs to go, especially if, especially the new that will come out of this, well, that'll come out of this past time. It needs to have some bait backing to it. It can't just be nonsense. They're like, even, even someone like Joe Rogan, he's entertain. It's an entertainment show, but he's like, he he even i was i was listening to his stand up it's like informative like he he has some type of backing behind his jokes like he make he's making fun of things that are like he's basically like an existential comedian like he's like one of his jokes is like it's it's about how weird the sun is <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like it's constantly trying to give you cancer but if it goes away you get sad <laughs> that's funny <laughs> <laughs> like he, he just like he he zoomed out like that alone like that is such a good way to shake people's perspectives up by making them laugh like it needs but it's backed by his he had that perspective this, this is silly we're on this rock and it's spinning and the sun is, is trying to kill us, but we love it. 
And then when it goes away, we get sad. It's like, I okay, think, what happened? Yeah, I think Joe Rogan knows, I think he entered his, his career path of being essentially a media maker, like yeah. through comedy, through the podcast. Um, I don't know what else he's done. I know he but, used to be an MMA or UFC. He still, do, he still does that, but like, especially the podcast, like, look at the people he has on. Like, it's not just nonsense. He has scientists on. He has nutritionists. Like, essentially, Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan show is like health. Like, it's funny, but like, he has a lot of health people on. He has a lot of interesting things. Just him in general, he like stands for health. I was going to say, he He's cares like about... Of, Oh, you're cutting out. Am I good? Okay, yeah, you're, yeah. He's very much, um, I would say that he, he subscribes to that idea of philosophy as being this ladder of self-betterment. Mm -hmm. Like, Joe Rogan yep. cares about being his best self. Yep. Is what it boils down to. And that it's beautiful because that's, these are the type of famous people that we need like imagine if Joe Rogan was just some fat guy, but he was the same show and it was just as popular, but he was fat and he wasn't concerned with health or anything interesting, like anything deeper. He has depth to him. And that's an amazing thing because he's a symbol, whether people watch him or not, like he's a symbol for something new. Like he's healthy. He's a healthy guy. He talks about health a lot. He goes into like interesting things. There's depth to him. It's not just like this surface level, funny guy. He also talks about DMT a lot. Yeah. But he not only as like a fun party drug, he's not, he's saying this is a philosophically, like this could be used philosophically, this, this drug that I, that I've taken. It can be used to enhance your experience of what, of Plato's three foundational things, you know? Yep. And you know, like, I'm drinking coffee right now. That's a drug. But it doesn't have a stigma on it. It doesn't have a label. The truth is that humans use drugs. Like, we use them. We use plants. We eat. We use spices. We use things for our advantage. And we always will. Of course, the, of course, greed and corruption of the soul is always going to be a problem with anything, food, anything, anything. But we can't, like, if DMT will help people, if we can make shroom centers, if we could, you know, like, why, why do certain things have stigma on them when we drink coffee, but we can't smoke pot down the street? Like, it's so silly. Well, it goes back to the, the, the handful that is controlling our perceptions like yep it's it's very deliberate feel this way about this because if you if you feel that this is a good thing oh, okay you're going to become your best self and then my power is threatened yep that's why that's why i appreciate joe rogan like so much he he's really like the stepping like just like how i even if he's not perfect, he's a stepping stone to something better. Like, 
we're coming from a world that is was completely deception before the internet completely whatever you read on the newspaper completely whatever you saw on tv unless you studied unless you really dove deep there was no options there was no there was no joe rogan back then and he's like a stepping stone to the future someone like him is the stepping stone to something better. We're coming from a dark age and we're entering a light age. No matter how crazy the world looks through the media's lens, we're coming from a dark age into a light age. Did you hear that? We're coming from a dark age into a light age. Yeah. Okay, and... <clears throat> I also wanted to say this, and I'd been thinking about it. I used to be like, or just like when this whole thing happened with the protests and the riots and all these things and the guy got killed, I was like, no, 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 no. Like the media is putting the lens on race again. Like we're, we're all going to be so concerned with race. We're all going to be pushing each other. We're all going to be judging each other again on race because it's being presented to us like that. I, I held that position. And then I was like, thinking about it more like, no, you know what? This should be the last time we do. This should be the last time that there's any type of concern with it. Like, it, it could be presented so bad that this person was dealt an injustice, but it led to the opportunity that these people did protest, that there was a whole movement behind, because of the internet, it became one of the biggest movements ever. And I was like, okay, actually, this is the last time that this shit, this shit happens. Like, this is the end of it. That's it. That like, no more of the bullshit. No more of the fucking, no more cops killing people. Actually, it's, it is very possible for this to be the last time because the internet and social platforms, yeah, straight up, the prayers are daily. <laughs> because it's like, Okay. Martin Luther King did his thing 100%. Like he changed the fuck out of reality. He changed the world's perception of black people. He changed the rules in the, in the, in the government and the world to what these people were being, were being silenced. He brought it out. He, he showed them to the world. He, he, um, he started the movement. He started the movement. Now, now my favorite artist is Kanye West because of Martin Luther King. My favorite art, my, my favorite, some of my favorite people are black people because that happened. But now it's like, okay, there's still some problems. There's still like some hiccups there. There's still like some little, there's still a little tension there for some reason. And I'm, and I, and I was like, no, let's not focus on it. But in reality, we need to like let's bring it to the light now and end it. Whatever, whatever the whatever little bubbles are left, let's pop them. We're all the same. We're all one. There's no, there's no, there's none of this judging people on race anymore, or even like classifying people on their race. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree. I don't agree in saying I'm doing this for black people. Or okay, maybe not that, but like. I don't agree with like think making I, I don't agree with um saying that all like classifying 
a race of people and saying they all think like this. They're all like this. This is the this is this is the situation for all of them. I don't agree with that at all. Because guess what? Just calling black people, just saying black people, you're 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 just you're you're um you're shooing away the fact that these are individual people that they're they're not not I'm not trying to say that to anyone like specifically like uh, like right now again like I think this is the last time but I don't like classifying people I don't like putting labels on people in general like whether that's hippies uh businessmen like we're people we're individual people I can be a businessman and be a yogi I could be a black person and be a, a CEO I could be like there's no the, the 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 possibilities are endless for the individual and this, I hope this is the last time that we say type of people type of people type of people type of people even in a negative way like for cops especially like this needs to be the time that this is stigma is gone on race so I think like when you say that um grouping black people into the group of blackness mm -hmm. like i think like if we the people had our say yeah we it would be like we would we would be living in what your in your perception which is that like a person is a person and that's that yeah but i think the problem is that the system which is the old mm -hmm. is still present and and not only sees white and black or like whatever else yeah but it, it actively lowers blackness in a very violent murderous way yeah like you know what i mean i feel like that's there isn't i think i think okay i agree with you completely that that's a thing that that, that exists still there's like bubbles still in what martin luther king tried to do there's still little hiccups there's still little bubbles and I, and I don't think it's wrong. Of course, I don't think it's wrong for someone to be proud of their ethnicity at all. Like if you want to identify as a black person, like if you're a black person and you're like, I, I love black people and I love myself more because I'm black, by all means, that is you. But there's some people that don't even like, I'm just a person. Like there's a black person out there right now that's saying, I'm just a guy. I don't even want to be called a black guy. I'm just a guy. Sure. For like, certain things you can call me that but i don't want to be typecast into anything and i think and i think the whole i think it's a class thing and it's more it's like a labeling thing more than a more than a systemic thing it's more like a all those all those systemic problems i think it's like the quality of living for for lower for poorer people is bad like Bernie Sanders was right on that. There's there's wealth, there's abundance. There, we live in this world of abundance, complete abundance, but the lowest level is fucked up. How does that make any logical sense? And I think the class, I think the class thing is holding people back in general more than anything else. Because okay, let's say there's a very, very wealthy neighborhood and there's a black guy in there 
and he's a wealthy black guy, but he, he belongs to that culture of those wealthy people. So he grew up there. His parents were wealthy black people and they grew up in that, cult, in that, in that wealthy neighborhood. He's going to be like them. He's going to be like his community. So, okay, like, and what if he's a cop? What if that guy is a cop in that community? Basically what I'm trying to say is that I think that us saying that black people, it's harder for them to do things. I think it's making them believe that, oh, it's harder for me to do things. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy? Um, you, you know who Candace Owen is, right? Mm -hmm. Owens is, right? The conservative black. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I completely agree with her in, on so many things, like not even being black. Like, I agree with that. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you're anything. I'm not going to prejudice against you. And of course there's people... And this, this goes back to my lie, like, the prejudice comes from the family. It's not as systemic as we think it is. It's not a governmental thing. It comes from families. That guy that was racist that killed that guy, guess what? His dad probably told him something racist when he was a child. It soaked into his brain or whatever it could have been, like, Maybe he got beat up by a black kid or maybe he got whatever. And he also heard something from his dad about black people. That's where it came from. Like it didn't come from like a government issue saying stop all black people when you see them. It comes from a self issue, a, a personal issue. Those cop, th that cop that did something was an individual. And I think, okay. That, this is a different issue. I think the, co the cop issue is not a race issue. It is a cop issue. Because I would never do that to a black person. Me, I'm an individual. And that's what America is, individual. I would never kill another person in general. And I definitely wouldn't do it based off their race. We need to, we need to educate, we need to, we, we need to spend more time educating people on things and not like okay what is the government gonna do with this with these protests the only thing that could happen is changing cops which i'm all for we need to change the way that cops are are but the government can't end racism that's that's one of the hugest this is why I, another thing i agree with candace owens on like the government's not a magic wand like it can't just solve all issues it can't. These are family issues. These are self issues. These are educational issues. We need to tackle that. We need the world needs philosophy before they need policies saying, you know, like what's the most that we could do? What, what, I don't know. It would have to be a class thing because there's rich black people. There's rich black communities. There's rich black people. So, for, so, if, so if the government was going to say, will give all black people a better opportunity for doing this, to do this. What about the people that are already in, it, it's a class thing. That, the, the problems that, the, it's because there's black people in lower income areas. That's the, those, that's the opportunity issue. That, because people, people in the low can't get to the high as easy as someone in the middle. 
it's a class thing more than a race thing. Like if I was poor, if I, if you put me in that, in those same communities, I would be just as, as disadvantaged as, as all of those other kids because my parents don't have enough to help me. The, I don't have enough resources in school to become a successful person. We need to fix the class of low. Then people, then because if there really is, I don't know the statistics, if there really is mostly black people in the low, then it would be easier for them to get up to the top if we fix the low. It's not, I don't think it's a race thing. I don't think it's a, I don't think there's, I don't think race is holding anyone back. A hundred percent. I think race killed that guy because that person was taught something bad or whatever. He was a bad person for killing a black guy because he, whether it was racial or not, he killed that person and it was wrong. And it was the stepping stone to be like, okay, we're sick of people being killed by the police for stupid ass reasons, especially black people, because it's always being shown to us like that. But I think the opportunity issue, like how could the government fix that besides fixing the class? Like it would have to be like Bernie Sanders is saying, that's the only way I could see the low class being fixed. Cause, okay. Or do you agree with me? I, don't, I I'm just rambling. No, I'm I'm just I'm just absorbing, you know. But did you, did you like download the perspective that I was trying to say? Like, it's, I think what's holding people back is class. Which is to say, um, a lack of economic opportunity yes. and mobility. Like, okay, if the, there's black people in my community. I think they have, I'm almost 100% positive that they have the same opportunities as me. Like, unless someone could show me, literally show me how they don't, I don't think, I think they do. I think we have, we're equal. That's why I think we should stop talking about race because we're equal. Martin Luther King did his thing already. I don't, I, I see him, if there was a black guy next to me, I'd see him as a person, not a black person. I would look at him as an individual. If I don't like him, it's because I don't like his character, not his fucking race. I don't care. I don't, that shit's past. That's gone. So I think some, unless someone could argue with me that they really are, that it's racial, that there's a racial, um, there's, a, there's something limiting people based off race. But I really think we're equal. I think, I think everyone's equal. I think a Chinese guy is just as equal as me and a black guy, a Mexican guy, a white guy, an Indian guy, we're all the same. If we're American, then that's it. We're American and we have the same opportunities because Martin Luther King did his shit. I think, so you're essentially saying that that's your perspective in, in, in contradiction to the dominant perspective right now? Yeah, I well, it's I, I would well, I don't know what the dom what's the dominant perspective like. As in, black people are not equal. They are. They that's do what, not that's what have people are talking about. Well, I'm I'm guess I'm clarifying. Is that like? Well, no, I was talking more like. I was saying like okay, the the the, the police issue is an issue with the police, and it's the issue. It's an issue with individuals. And then I said, and then I was like, okay, what could the government do? The only thing they could do for black people is like fixing the low class. Cause if, it, if there is black people in the low class then that would help them 
get better opportunities like i'm thinking like what could the government do that's what that's my that's my perspective like people are people people are like mad at the government like let's do do the government do something trump do something but like what could he do well so i think the the anger at the government is because i think the the anger that's directed at the government that has a plan for change and that has a, a list of what they will um of grievances right yeah is asking for reallocation of police funding right it's saying you're oh, the government okay. you fund the police too much like literally mm -hmm. you're pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into oh, the police okay. force let's reallocate this money which i which relates to, to what okay. you're saying yeah i understand that's that's a good idea but um would we allocate are there people advocating to put that money into black people or class or the low class like i think the low class needs it more than black people and because there's a, probably a black billionaire that's probably going to get that money if it is like how would it be distributed like it can't be race could it how could how could we fix all black people's lives when some of them already have good lives i think i think the proposal from my understanding of it, and I don't necessarily think I have a complete understanding of it, but from what I've absorbed from people on social media talking about how defunding the police is yeah. the initiative. Um, and actually what I was going to say is that as far as how this could actually potentially be the last time that this is brought up proportion as it is, it, it's looking like there was a city council meeting in, uh, it might have been Minneapolis where George Floyd was killed, the guy mm -hmm. who was suffocated by the police officer, um, where they were actually proposing, some of the city council members, because of the internet, were proposing a reallocation of the police budget. And it's like, well, the internet can change it. Mm -hmm. Straight my, up. My, my biggest question to that, if we want the police to change, I don't think the answer would be to give them less money. I think it would be to change how we, tr we train them. And, and then again, like, I don't know what, where the money would be used. Like, is it going to be specific black people or all black people or black businesses or, or what is, how is this going to be? And I, I mean, I'm not even asking you personally, like you probably don't even know all of the whole, like the whole plan. Yeah. But, um, I feel like, well, taking money from the police is kind of like um it's kind of like doing the opposite than fixing it wouldn't you think like so no i think it's a three-step process it's to defund right it's to it's to stop the government funding the police force entirely the second step is to reallocate which is to take that money and not to put it into police and and the weapons of the police and like the training of the police which makes them fucking kill people on the streets right right it's to reallocate it and then it's or it i guess the second and the third step are together it's reallocation of the money and restructuring of the mm -hmm. force right so it creates this new it creates the new so 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 if i was if i was going to be involved in this i would say do the opposite fix the fix the way that they're trained first then take money from them then reach then redistribute the money the wealth of that the cops are given but but folk i would focus now especially on training them like 
not taking money from them. I think, and again, like, it's not, it's not always black and white. Like just because I'm, just because I'm saying that I, that I um, don't think black people are less um, to have, I don't, just because I'm saying that I don't think that black people have, just because I'm saying that I think we're equal, that we're all equal doesn't mean I think cops are good. Like, and I think this, that's another problem with right now. Like, it's like, you're, you're on, you're on their side, but it's like, no, I actually do think we should change police. I just think that we're equal and I don't want to bring it up as much as, as maybe the media would like to bring it up. But for, okay. To focus on cops, like, I think a huge, 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 huge issue within police. Most police officers have a minor in psychology. I was going to make a post about this. They have a minor in psychology, but it's not, it's not for themselves. They're not using the psychology to analyze themselves. They're using it as a weapon. They're thinking, they, they use it like, how can, how can we control the situation by psychologically affecting people and by predicting people's behavior and by analyzing people? They're using psychology as a weapon. And I, I think we should end that now because psychology, one, a lot of scientists don't even classify psychology as a science. So it's like, hmm, what the fuck are we teaching them? Like, we're, it's, like we're, it's like we're saying, we're essentially saying to the police, you have the magic power that allows you to understand what people are going to do before they do them and how to control a whole situation. That's not, that's not how shit fucking works. You can't say, you can't be like, he's going to do this. Like, cause of his body language, like essentially psychology is behavioral science. Like branch, certain branches of psychology is like behavioral science and looking and, and analyzing behavior of others and, 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 and trying to gain understanding of like, okay, like you got to think like, what are, what could cops be using psychology for? They're not going to sit down and be like, let's do a psychoanalysis on this person. Let's, where's your trouble coming? They're not doing that. They're using it to be, to have an edge so that we have the edge. Like it's so obvious, bro. That's a huge problem. When, it, when you go up to a cop, they try to control this. Hello. Like they use like psychological tones of voices and like, they try to play tricks with you. And then that ultimately makes them feel empowered over you. And that, and I was going to make a post, I was going to go deep and on like a post on like how this is actually an issue, how, how teaching them psychology, not for the purpose of helping themselves or other people is negative. We can't, we can't use psychology as a weapon. What the fuck? I think we should switch psychology to philosophy. Teach police what the good is before you teach them how to, how to control a situation, how to control others, how to predict other people's behavior. Teach them how to predict themselves, how to, how to understand themselves, how to, how to know what the good is. Same, 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 have you noticed like everything that I, every opinion I have goes back to what is the philosophical backing to this sure. like 
how can we how can we help ourselves before we help how before we we fix anything we need to fix ourselves we need to philosophically understand the world and ourselves and not try to like essentially the world is like getting an edge on everyone else like knowledge knowledge is getting the edge on other people how can i especially police it's a weapon it's a weapon for armed people yeah arming yeah <laughs> how, how dangerous is that telling them that they can understand they know what someone's gonna do before they do it and you have a gun so but i think the question the question that comes to mind is um do do we even need police like given given that th that the cops are um armed in multiple senses of the word it's sort of like do we need armed enforcers okay this is what i would say it goes back to not to taking money from them i don't think that's a good idea at all it's gonna make them worse I think we need more police and we need, but we need police that aren't armed. We need police that are philosophers, that are psychologists that can go into this. Like if it's an un, if it's an un, if it's not a dangerous situation, then why the fuck is a guy in armor showing up to your front door? Hello. With a gun and an armor suit. All police are all like, they're equal. They're all the same thing. That's kind of silly. There should be a, pol there should be special classes for each situation that's being called upon. Like it shouldn't be just the armed guy that was trained in how to, how to predict people's behavior and how to control a situation. It should be a person, an empathetic person. They should have different branches of, of police. It shouldn't be one thing. What the fuck? Like that's where the problem is. It's like a, you're giving these people, you're giving one group of people a power. There should be an armed police. There should be a, a, psychologically armed police that understand people and understand like problems and can work problems out with people like different people should show up for different situations basically sure. is what i'm saying there shouldn't be a one size fits all right because 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 imagine if police knew ambulance stuff too and they were both like there needs to we you need to we we should break up police we should break it up like it shouldn't just be one force it should be there should be many different things like and and another issue i think with the police is their uniform it's like like okay if you look at the cops from like the 70s they have the little hat with the little like thing and they're wearing like a little collared shirt with pants now cops are like in these like big bulky like black suits and they're walking around with big boots and, and their guns all exposed. Like, you don't think that that has an effect on them. They feel like a badass when they walk into places. Change that now. Change, change whatever type of authority you've given them. Take it away from them. Make them feel naked in the situation. Make them feel like they need to help, not enforce. I feel like what you're proposing is 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 probably along the lines of um, the proposed restructurings that mm -hmm. the defunders and the reallocators have in mind. Like it's 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 
obviously the the way that it's that the police force is structured right now is not working okay, yeah and I, I, I want to say something we need to we need everyone to be a part of this we again this is a we have a false understanding of what the government is we can't just say you fix it you fix the police. No, we need to fix the police. Just like how I'm coming up with ideas, everyone needs to be coming up with ideas. How can we make police better? How can we make, how can we help? How can we do this? That's where the problem is. The problem is police. It is, it is what's going on with the police. And that is why that guy killed that person. That is why police feel they have an authority over you. That's why they use psychology as a weapon. That's why they're so heavily armed. Because we're not involved with what they teach them and what they, and how it's how it's distributed. We're kind of just like, oh, it's the police. Oh, there's the government. There's the president. Like, we 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 feel so uninvolved. We feel we feel so attacked. We feel so detached from being involved with the with the structuring of society when we are the government. That's what I want people to know. Ultimately, like, we have the power. We are the we we can choose everything everything we can choose but we feel powerless because we because guess what we're sat in front of a tv with an authoritative figure telling us this happened today on the news or like we think that that is so far from us when we could be that we can make our own news we can make our own shows we can make our own cartoons we can make everything that everyone else makes we're not powerless we have the most power in the world because we are everyone I think that's, if there's any message that I could say about this whole situation, it's that, like, we have the power. We can't just say, you fix it, daddy. We, that's us. We're giving it to someone, we're giving it to someone else by doing that then. I think the thing about asking the government to fix it by asking for, um, a budget reallocation is that there's none of these changes can come about if the current funding remains right coming from the government as it is like there it, we like i don't i don't know if it's entirely possible to just ignore like if the government keeps funding the police as it is or even ups the budget well, well no, this is the thing we can change the police like but this is just how just how people are saying we'll stop funding them they could equally say let's change them let's be involved we want we want the president to sign something that changes the police and that it, we go through a gradual pro process of changing their 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 training their uh, their weapons their uniforms their 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 schooling i don't think I don't think that just saying stop funding them is a good plan, honestly. Like, but that's not, they are saying restructure. It's defund, defunding the budget, mm -hmm. reallocating the money, restructuring. Right. And essentially implementing changes like the ones you've mentioned. Okay. Not, not necessarily exactly, you know, because I don't know the specifics of the plan, but restructuring is a pivotal part of the plan. I would, I would, I would want to be involved in that. Then I would want to be like, 
I would at least want to vote on that, you know, like what, what are they going to teach them? I want to be part of, I want to, I want to know, and I want to help. I want to, I want to be voting on what can be fixed. If, if, the, if this is really going to go down, like. So I think a lot of it is happening at the, at local government level because it's the cities ultimately, oh, like, yeah, like I was seeing figures about how um, the LAPD or like the Los Angeles city council approved over the last week um like a 300 million dollar budget for the police force which is like normal yeah and so people on the internet like particularly instagram were like this cannot fly like we we're refusing to accept this and and you know there were there were like petitions and stuff and probably no. they were reaching out I, I, I agree. With, I, I completely back that. Like, that's your money. That's our money. Yeah, exactly. That's LA's people's money. And if they don't support it, then they don't have to pay. So I understand that. I completely understand that. But I think we, we, we should focus more on a solution. Like, and, I don't, and it is a solution because it's saying, fuck that. We're not paying for something that we don't support. In saying that, we need to come up with a solution. We need to be like, we'll support this instead. We could, we could, the only reason a police department is created is because the people agreed we'll pay for this. So we can agree as a people, we'll want to pay for this instead. Let's make a new police. If there has to be police, then we're going to, there's a small police organization that's, that started up and we're going to fund that instead. So we need it. We need to, we need to come up with like an alternative because, okay, like even, what if it's not the police anymore? What if police don't, like just how you said, like what if they don't exist anymore and there's something new? Like they do, we don't have to pay for that. We don't have to pay for the police. The people, we can revolt against paying for the police because we don't support the way they do their job. Just like how, just how Trump stopped funding the WHO, we can stop funding the LAPD Oh wait! I didn't realize that Trump stopped funding the WHO. Damn. The um. The World Health. Yeah, he he did that because they um. Again, like. <laughs> politics. It's so silly, but I think he did that because um. They knew that that China had it, but they didn't say anything, and then oh, China right. let people leave. So that, I don't know. But um, I don't, I don't. We don't have to pay for what we don't like, you know. Like, I think people need to realize that we have the power. We have the power to choose. But but even Trump not funding the WHO anymore, he's funding a new thing. Like, he's a, he's like, okay, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna trust these people and they're not helping us and we pay them the most money out of all the other countries then we'll just fund something else that we do trust because because well the whole thing is because who made mistakes during the coronavirus like they fucked up on multiple parts like and they basically let it get to a, a the point that it got to so he was like okay then we'll just move to someone else like you did he basically he said you're fired to the WHO. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do their job right, so they're fired. But that's what we should do to the police. You're fired. 
we don't want to fund you anymore. Goodbye. Facts. On to yeah. the next one. But we, but the next one is essential. Right. Cause yeah. I will uh, say that for all, for all of the social media noise that's, that's been reaching me about defunding um, police forces, I haven't seen any clearly articulated and presented alternatives like for the restructuring. But that's what I'm saying. Like, let's, let's start the conversation now then. Like, but just like how I said, let's, we, we need a new uniform, new name, new training, new weapons, new whatever. Maybe not even weapons. Maybe take away their weapons. Maybe only give them defensive weapons. What if, what if they only had stuff that helped them defend themselves? You know what I mean? Like, instead of inflicting, like, why would you give, you know? Maybe a gun is like, maybe make the gun super tiny and make it like a last resort weapon. But it's like right on your hip. Something goes down. Like when the reality, the only reason they use it is because they don't want to get hurt. So that for the situation, they kill the person so, so that the officers don't get hurt. But for the, mo for the most part, like he has a gun because they don't want to die. That's what it is. It's not like they're thinking of themselves and the other officers before they're thinking of the other people. So I think they should be able to defend themselves. Like in that situation, if they think there's a gun, pull out a shield or something, or like, right. you know, like why do they have a, why do they, why are they going to combat a weapon with another weapon and start a war on the street? Like it's a conflict waiting to happen. Sure. Yeah. Um, being defensive, but not offensive. And I think that's key. If we're going to make a new police, they should be defense. They should be the defending officers, not the enforcement. It should be law defenders, not law enforcers. Yeah, which would come with a new um, power structure as well, you know? Right. The, I think that's the core of what needs to be dismantled and then put back together. And a lot of this is, this is another is issue with the police. Every, and it's an issue with the cities. This is, the cities are just dodging this completely. Every cop, like every month or so, has to report an amount of tickets. They literally have to give an amount of tickets out. So they'll find excuses to pull people over and give them tickets because they have to. It's, a, it's part of the job because the city wants money from the tickets. So you're getting money involved in policing people. How the fuck? In what type of retarded world is this? How does that make any type of sense? They have to give an amount of tickets out every month or like every two months. You know, like... Isn't it also the same with, um, with arrests? Like you have to it probably might be. I mean, I feel like the prison system is so corporatized. Mm -hmm. Like the corporate incentive is too real. It it goes back to even what Kanye was saying. Like, there you're you're there's no such thing as slaves anymore unless you become a prisoner. Then you can work for a corporation for free. They're not paying you shit. They pay you like a penny to produce what they want you to produce. Someone's making money off of it and it's not the government. 
it's private prisons, private little, that's bullshit, bro. That is so ridiculous. But everyone called Kanye a coon. Kanye, Kanye the, the dummy with the Trump hat that met with Donald Trump because he fucking saw an issue and he brought it to light and no one supported him. Yeah, that's, that's that's the issue with sides. Like, if if one of the sides that you're not on comes up with an amazing plan, then it's like, ah, it's so like we need to be in the middle. Like, stop enough of the whole like picking. That's we just need we need to be unified, and it goes to even to the police. Like, we need to feel a part of it. Like, they feel so abstracted. Like this force that comes in when things go wrong, but like they need to be people to us. They need to be real people and we need to be real people to them. Like it's just a lot of things like the way that they seem to themselves and the way that they seem to us is an issue because they think they're, they're the hot shots coming in with their big uniform and they, they think they deserve respect and, they need, they need a reality check and to realize that they're people just like us and they need to treat us just like people. They need to treat everyone just like people because we'll, we'll, essentially we're going to treat you like a person. No one's going to be praising you and you need to re- and even your uniform signifies that you think that you need to be praised the way that you walk around with your big boots. Like all that needs to go. It needs to be changed. It needs to be updated. There needs to be like a love police. I there needs to be, <laughs> or it, honestly, the one of probably the best thing that you could do is give them a pink polka dot uniform and just make them look silly as possible and and not respectable at all. I Take away like that entitlement. Super smart, yeah. Take away the entitlement. That's that's where a lot of the problem comes. Like we have power over you. Even the psychology thing. Like, stop giving them so much power. Like, why do they have? Like they're the like an the LAPD LAPD's all black, all black uniform with the black boots and black pants, and with sunglasses usually like it's so silly. Like they we want them to look like robots so bad. Like what? <laughs> they're humans. And actually, um, the way that cops are presented in TV shows and movies do a lot to like solidify that honestly that coolness that air of like authoritative coolness and then the kid that watches it that is going to be a cop one day thinks he like oh i'm going to be i'm going to be on top dog i'm going to be controlling people i'm going to have i'm going to have entitlement over these people i'm going to have exactly just they just need to change they it needs to change at like a like the essential things need to change. Like the core of it needs to change before we, before like the training changes it, like the uniform, I would start with the uniform. It looks too intimidating. It looks, it makes them feel like they're, they're intimidating. It's silly. Like, because you're policing normal people, not criminals, not everyone's a criminal. And they, and they automatically assume this person's a criminal and I'm the cop. The reason I'm talking to you is because you're a criminal. I don't, that's weird. And it's police, dangerous. Yeah. And police are like in denial about this whole, like, they're always in denial about the situation. Like, no, it's just a couple of them. 
like bro your whole existence you have entitlement you ha- you think you have a t- an authority you even if you actually do but they walk around like we are the bosses and you listen to us when really we're your fucking boss we pay for you so treat us with respect it's so dumb it's backwards I think we should we should sign we should create a petition that says put make cop uniforms pink polka dot tank tops. <laughs> Just make That's, them look as silly as possible. Honestly, though, that is actually a good idea. Like, it could it could change the way that they feel about themselves and the way that we feel about them. Take away exactly. the fear. So this actually, there's a segue here into another post from the week. But before we get into it, I very badly have to use the bathroom. <laughs> so do I. So I was, I, I think, mentioning this post and relating it to um, what was just said about the police right. could be the last one. It's sure. basically the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes back into like the whole rotten core issue like the core of our society is rotted but it's so easily fixable exactly literally there's a solution to everything like there's a solution to police there's a solution to fast food there's a solution to media like, and there's a measurement as well we know, like, it goes back to the original point that Plato made. Exactly. Being, reflection, and difference. We know, we can put all of these on a, on a scale. Are the police good? Are they on the more good side or are they on the more bad side? And if they're on the good, then we need to change it. Is McDonald's good or is it bad? Is the food good or is it bad? Like, fundamentally, whether it tastes good or not, is, it, is the essence of it bad or good? And I think we need to realize, like, it's bad. We, we can't, we have, they have an opportunity. They have the power to feed the entire world cheap food. Of course, it can't be free. Of course, of course, capitalism makes the most sense for our, our society, like a, a means of trading. But they can, they can feed the world for five bucks. Like, a homeless person could say, can I have a dollar? 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 And then he can get a full meal at McDonald's. But yet, it will, it will hurt him in the long run. The food that he gets from McDonald's will hurt him. And that's so sad. Like, how, how do they not realize the position that they're in in society? I'm sure they do, but it's like, how can you not be good? How could you not take that responsibility and be proud of it? You're like, no, 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 we, we feed... We feed 1% of the population, but our food's horrible, but it's fine. This is the problem with capitalism. The people don't want to change. Like they think they were right in the beginning and they'll always be right. It's not true. They need to adapt with the people. People know that McDonald's is trash. So why don't you just change it? Simple. The only reason people go to you is because it's cheap. Literally, you need to realize that. McDonald's, I wish they could hear me right now. Like, 
They live in it. They live in a fantasy world. They get their food from this big giant farm of GMO crops. They trap. They they travel across the country to bring it to all the different spots in the world. When there's a farm down the road from one of the McDonald's that you can get your food from, they they're operating on an imaginary system that they created, and it's harming us. And the government lets it happen. The people let it happen. The people support them. The people buy McDonald's. And. You know, and I'm not for government, I'm not for government intervention in, in capitalism, really, unless it's like a monopoly. But McDonald's isn't a monopoly. They're competing with other people that do these things, that have these same systems. So it's not a monopoly. The government can't do anything unless it's a monopoly. All that needs to happen is, okay, Chipotle is a prime example. Chipotle gets local food. All of the food is, you, it's transparent. Beans, rice, veggies, meat, guacamole, lettuce. Those are like, you can do it. It's possible. They built a whole entire franchise that serves real food and quick food. They're, they are the stepping stone. Just like, like, Bro, the world is basic is really a movie right now. The old was bad. Now we have these stepping stones to cut to, and and it's not like we're the first ones. It's like these people have already set things in stone for us to walk on, to go up the stairs to goodness. Chipotle is the basis of what fast food should be: local, fresh, transparent food. I didn't realize that Chipotle was locally sourced. That's Every, beautiful. All the rice, bean, all, everything comes from the, the closest that they could get it. Huh. Did yeah, it, um, do you know where it originated? Chipotle, I think it was uh, Seattle or somewhere random, Colorado. Seattle? Okay. But uh, Elon Musk's brother is on like the board of Chipotle. Wow, Kimball? That like, he, he knows what he's doing. Like he, he cre he's creating the stepping stones for like what food is going to be like in the future. And we, and people need to capitalize on that. Like this is an opportunity to build industry as big as McDonald's would be good. This is, this is the opportunity to build industry as much as Disney, as, as, as big as, as big as ABC, as big as CNN, but be good. Everything could be re-upped. And it's, and, 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 and it's not just for humanity. You'll make millions. Whoever does this, you'll make billions and billions of dollars if you be good. Because people want good. Stop pretending like you live in a bad, like a fake world where everyone just is oblivious to the fact that you're serving them bad shit. That's how you change the world. That's how the world changes when people realize that they can capitalize off goodness. And that, that's what I want. That's what the NRG, that's what I want to put out into the world. Like you, we can create, we can build off of goodness and not some rotten shit that's going to hurt people. We can create the infrastructure that the, that the past people have created. We will create that infrastructure and we will reprogram and re-up the world. I would, I would, 
imagine a world where Chipotle is, is, is competing with another person like them. And there's more like, imagine the same little universe that McDonald's operates in where there's copycats and, and people competing with each other. Imagine Chipotle, people were doing the same thing as Chipotle and it was just a bunch of those or the prominent ones, real food, real local food that makes more logical sense and it's just as cheap. And again, like we need to operate off of first principle. We can't, we can't operate off of, we can't reason from analogy all the time. Like we can't say, well, the only reason that, that, that the food is so cheap is because it's so bad. So that must mean that the bad food is, is always gonna be cheaper than the, the good food. But you have to realize the bad food is made from ingredients. If we can find creative ways to, to put those ingredients together and create something healthy, then we can create an industry and we can make the food cheaper over a prolonged period. Like we can't, we can't be reasoning off of what's been done in the past. We need to look at what we have, the absolute truth of it and reason from there. That's, that's reasoning from first principles and not from analogy. That is very useful. That is very useful to distinguish. I, I learned that from Elon Musk because I was watching something and someone brought up first principle and then I looked it up. I looked it up on Google and he's the first video. Elon Musk explains what first principle is because his whole thing is first, he's operating like that. Batter, like people said, batteries are expensive. That's why, that's why electric cars will never be cheap. But he says, no, we have all of these parts to make the batteries. If we make, if we find creative and cheaper ways to create the batteries, then the batteries will be cheaper. Like you can't just, pretend like that's not truth you can't just say oh it's never going to be like that you can't you can't operate based off what's been done in the past it needs to be you need to boil it down and then build from there and if mcdonald's is will ever listen please if you really really care about money then you would do what i'm saying you really wanted your your business to to keep going then you'd catch the fuck up because ultimately it's going to be sad for you mcdonald's when the world that i'm talking about comes out and you're you're left behind you're going to be old news people are going to remember be like remember about mcdonald's because you decided to not update your your quality you want you want you want to expand and and be like the most used uh, fast food place, no matter if it's good or bad. You gotta you gotta realize what the people want. Like you can't pretend you can't live in a fantasy world forever. News, McDonald's, school. People are gonna catch up to your bullshit eventually, so you might as well just fucking boil it down. Fix it. Enough of the fucking lies and shit, bro. Like, it's so frustrating that you have the power and yet you decide to continue your lies when there's an internet. There's a whole ass thing that you can look up anything and you don't think people realize you're full of shit? 
it's just like if they were really smart businessmen they do what i'm saying like what the fuck are they doing they're like operating from a retort like it doesn't even make sense the world's changing but they're holding on to what they've done in the past same with oil companies bro like what are you doing you realize the world's going to be electric cars in the future right like but you want people no we we want oil to stay the same like bro you have so much money to just change your entire company but you decide not to what if you just made batteries for the companies are going to need batteries to create electric cars in the future you might as well capitalize on that now stop pretending like your world is going to be like that you're that the world's going to be how you want to be and those are the same people that put lobbyists into the government oh well you represent us and we'll pay you under the table to, to, so, so you help out the oil industry, the cigarette industry, like that. Just fucking, just update your shit. Then you won't have to do that. It's all like obvious. You're being ridiculous. And I hope they hear me. Whatever, whoever passes this on. I hope this just like the universe just shows them this. Just listen to what I'm saying. You're gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna thank me. DJ Khaled calls, um, he, he, the word he would use is dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he refers to, um, radio, you know, and the whole, like, all of the politics behind the system of, like, getting your song played on the radio in order to, like, blow up and he's like the 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 radio executives are dinosaurs like they have no mm -hmm. clue how this social media shit this that's another thing like radio you really think people are still going to listen to you when there's a whole app that has everything your best bet is to just go on the app and 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 focus on your personalities focus on people that actually are good at picking out music Focus on the taste of the music, just how you did in the past when you had these actual DJs playing what they liked. Do that on Spotify and make a show. Stop pretending like people are going to use radio forever. They, pe these people frustrate me. Like, what are you holding on to? So silly. So silly. You know, I think in their defense, okay, if, if, if a defense for them can be made, they they have never before experienced something mm -hmm. so unprecedented as the internet True. and and as the as the very real possibility that exists in the 21st century to usher in this new way of things like True. they they have no baseline for it so i think i think their problem started before the internet as well like they decided to take out the people that were making the choices on the on the um music that was played like it used to be the person's taste it was the the main guy he was like the the personality and he would play his music that he liked now it's like oh well we're getting money from the record label to play their music so we'll just play their music we'll make money and get rid of the dj that was their that's the original problem corruption just like every other country every other company corruption is their biggest problem and they don't want to let go of the corruption in order to birth something new. You, bro, the whole idea of, of DJs is such a cool thing because 
certain people don't have good taste in music. And if you have good taste in music, you can present to them new music sounds and new, like, you can expand people's taste level. But they decided, no, 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 no. Get rid of that. We'll take the money from the record label that funds the artists so that they make money. Forget about the music, if the music's good or not. Let's just play this. They, they're telling us to play it. Hold on, they're giving us like two million. All that, all that shit needs to go. And I swear I would never do that to my company, to anything. Like I would not sell out to some random ass suggestion. It has yeah. to stay organic. Ownership, ownership and control are things of the past. And you know what? We could boil it down to this. What happened in the 20th century? We started out organic. Everything started out organic. And then along the lines, it became inorganic. It became like this corporatized, like controlled box. And then look at, oh, the internet comes and it's all organic again. There's people like Joe Rogan now, an organic guy that doesn't have any strings attached to him. That's what's real. And you should have just stayed organic. And I hope that, I hope that people that are making industry now realize that the organic shit is the shit that stays and that sticks and that grows and that keeps moving, not the static controlled box. And I think that's a, that's a good note to end on. Like, yeah. Stop trying to be inorganic. Stop trying to force your circle into a box. Stop trying to force your circle into a, a cube. It doesn't work. Just be. Yeah, I was going to say, it goes for people too, you know, individual experience. It all relates. It, it, that's what I'm saying. This conversation is like enlightening. Even as I'm like talking, I'm like, it's like a movie or like a game or something. Like, it's so simple. It goes, it starts from the person and then it goes to like the whole. That's what, that's what it is. Like, all, all of the things we're talking about could be analogies to individual people it's like a movie just even the way everything is going on it's just it's like a game kind of um but a beautiful game the kanye lyric this is like a movie but it's really very lifelike yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it is like a movie it's like it's so it's it's as simple as a movie it seems like but it's really very lifelike. Right. And on that note. Peace. Peace.